everyone and welcome to yeah now nah, look the afl aussie rules podcast we're coming into round three this week we've got an exciting show ready for you we're going to go through some news we're going to go through results we're going to have a look at dale thomas we're going to do our top 10 forwards this week uh, much loved new yeah nah, look segment uh tips crofts cook cooking and it up and then we'll finish off okay so let's get straight into the news All right, news this week. It's been a bit of a light week in terms of big stories. Um, the showdown's coming up this weekend. It's going to be the top two, which is going to be very exciting. We'll probably have some big, big crowd at the Adelaide Oval. Hey, look, we're just happy to get away with the four points. Patrick Cripps has fractured his jaw. We think he's going to play. Dustin Martin, I think he's got a cracked cheekbone, but he's going to try and play as well. That's gotta hurt! Um, but the biggest news probably comes this week out of the match review panel with a few suspensions and fines. And on that note, I'll hand you over to our good man, Dicko. Oh, hello. Okay. To uh, run you through it. So we have two reports, no, not reports, suspensions this week. The two Melbourne players with Lewis offered a three-match suspension for striking Carlton midfielder, midfielder Patrick Cripps. Not enough. Which uh, he did sustain a, apparently a hairline fracture to his jaw. And the other suspension was Jesse Hogan. I don't know if you've got Hulk. what he got suspended for. Yeah, punching. What did he do? He punched Roe right in the face. Yeah. And he thought Matthew he could get away with it. But he got two weeks for that. Um, and Lewis got a three weeks because apparently a bad history with the match review Yeah, there was two weeks plus an extra week. Mm. I think and he was just about due to get his history wiped as well. I think he was yeah, about so. ready to... Wipe off for yeah, yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty innocuous, but apparently, obviously, hit him pretty hard. Broke, broke Any other fines? Yes, yeah, a couple of little fines. Scott Thompson, no, so he was suspended, apparently, offering him a one-match suspension for striking Patrick Dangerfield. I forgot that. Scott Thompson from North Melbourne? Yep. Patrick's have been yeah, that's this where, week? that's where he like, basically rammed his elbow into his head while he was on the ground. Right. Um, couple of fines... A one thousand dollar fine for really should have gone through this, shouldn't I? Probably. Uh, teammate Braden Pruce will be available, however, after escaping suspension for a late and clumsy knee to the back, Ooh, just cut this shit out. That was a bit rough. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah, I remember hearing this on the radio. Yeah. So he's just come in. He's put his knee up like in a traditional kind of protect yourself for the mark fashion yeah but he, just, but he, he was well straight. late yeah, yeah he was he well was. late and he didn't get off the ground hardly at all so it's pretty much a knee straight in the back some of the uh, geelong boys and no suspension for that at no all suspension yeah okay but the second game ruckman has been offered a one thousand dollar fine for the incident for Ooh. careless conduct with medium impact to the body um sydney midfielder zach jones has also avoided suspension for a late hit on western bulldogs forward travis cloak he's, our new favorite cloaky he's no nathan jones one thousand dollar fine um, oh. And that's it, except for Ben Stratton offered another one thousand dollar fine for oh. intentionally striking Adelaide star Eddie Betts to the body in Saturday's clash. Stratos. So that was it. So nothing too exciting. It's just the two Melbourne players, really. Okay. So well, go on. Any of you guys got any other news you want to bring to the table? Nothing no. too exciting, except we're going to go with our today's drop. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it for the news. <laughs> Give me the drop. And now we will uh, introduce the drop. So, so what did you pick up today? Adam picked up our... Okay. 
Uh, Scorcher so, Summer Ale. It's a Cricketer's Arms Scorcher Summer Ale. So Brewed in beer. Melbourne. Enjoyed everywhere, it says. 4.6% alcohol. Standard 330ml bottle. And uh, well, that's a nice... Drink, so. So, what do you take from the uh, from the packaging there, Dick? I was like, I just open mine up. It's not a screw top. Pretty, is, it? Pretty is it a screw top? No. Pretty trendy with what it is to these days standards. Double hopped specialty malts, apparently. Is this not yeah, screw top? Yeah. God damn it. Nice sound. Okay, let's have, a, let's have a taste. So, it apparently has a refreshing citrus aroma. It does. It does have a bit of citrusy oh, aroma. It, it sure does. They're not really lying. There is yeah, no false marketing lying. here. And a smooth tropical finish, according to the package. Well, it's another, you know, the reason this one was selected is because it's a lovely, a man, a man outside the podcast, Pooge. He picked this up for us today, Pooge. And uh, he said, it's a nice warm summer's day today. So I'm going to get you guys a summer ale. And you know what? This is a lovely summer sort of beer. Once again, questionable decision pre-basketball. Yeah, just one beer. I think based on last week, we couldn't get any worse. So. Well, we yep. still have another three hours till we are. Yeah, we'll digest. We'll probably be very sure. tired between now and basketball. But yep, okay, we'll drink that okay. throughout the podcast. So. We'll be sipping on that bad boy. Very we'll tasty. Move on. We'll move on. So now, we're going to step into the results and our review from round two. Okay, so the first game of the round... It was Thursday night football yet again, which we discussed last week that we all don't really like that much, but it was another Thursday night game. I think we all forgot that it was that, a Thursday night game. Has that yeah. ended now? No more Thursday night games? There's well, a few more later on, but next yeah. week's Friday, I believe. Yeah. Good. We've got Easter weekend. coming up. There's usually one. Yeah, on. I think they're having good Friday footy this year. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. But there'll be Easter Monday footy as well. Anyways, uh, Thursday night game, Richmond got up over Collingwood 99-80. to 80. Did you boys catch much of this game? Oh, we um, had footy training, so I missed it. Uh, I caught a bit of it. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a pretty reasonable game. Yeah. I had but footy I, training, I, so I missed a bit. I was then on the tip Collingwood and got wrong, so... I'm I tipped on. Collingwood as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah oh, I did, yeah, 100%. Reese didn't. Reese I, got nine yeah, nine I got tips. nine out of nine no, this nine. week. I got four. Yeah. You get Colo. Seven. Oh, that's all right. Better than me. Or six. I'm lost to the tipping by a mile. <laughs> well, um, anyway, so this game... Richmond got over the top. Cochin yeah. got the uh, Collingwood started well. When I left home, Collingwood was doing quite well, and then just sort of went Richmond's way. Trent Cochin. Yeah, that's right. Collingwood were up, up in the third quarter by about seventeen points. Yeah. By the way, for those of you listening, assuming there are some, if you want to know when Richard says, or Dicko, sorry, says. He got the chocolates. It means Everybody he was the knows. top of the coach association yeah, he votes. He got the chocolates. <laughs> okay, so that's what the chocolates <laughs> are roses. to Dicko. Okay, so... Cadbury Roses to Trent Cotchen. Yeah, so Trent Cotchen got the chocolates this 26 week. 26 posies and two goals. He was, was strong. And apparently he laid two crucial tackles yeah, in the last quarter. Some captain's tackles. Influential. It, I've been cotched, is what the guy said when it happened. <laughs> so anyways, that was that game. It, I mean... Yeah, Richmond showing a bit of form. Nathan Buckley's probably under the pressure, but might discuss that later. Injuries were Griffiths, who took a big head knock. Oh, the helmet man. Yep, so another head knock. He's wearing a helmet already, so it doesn't look too good for him. Yeah, he's probably yeah. miss a week. And that's our... That was all? Normal Lucy Bark. Yep, that was all. Okay. Next game. Friday night's game. Uh, the grand final replay, Bulldogs in Sydney. Now, this game was very interesting. What did you think of it? Croft, did you watch this one? Yes, I did. Uh, it was very, very good game mm. of footy. 
slightly ruined by umpires, but I'm going to get into that. Perhaps. Teaser. But Lance Franklin oh, made that a game. Mm. Definitely did. He did. Disappointing run away with... I thought they kind of just ran over in the last yeah. 10 minutes. I thought we were in for a game. I was texting... I think Dicko was out. I was telling him to get to a TV. Buddy Franklin's running right. <laughs> and uh, uh, pretty much soon as that message went through, they fizzled out. But you know, there's only so much one man can do. Unfortunately, footy, unlike basketball, it's very difficult for one player to really... No, no, no. He, I mean, you can he, impact he a game. Well. Oh, he did, yeah. yeah. But you can't win by... You need other people to come along with you. You can sort of spark The other things. thing was he hadn't done a lot up until that point either. Well, he was well held, but he really so, exploded in the last part He of still game. managed 22 posies. So... Yeah. Anyways, well, he might come up later on in our top 10 forwards list. But uh, yeah, well, the might. Bulldogs come up strong again. Some big performances, bit of clutch bont work. Um, and injuries yeah. for injuries. that game. Tippett with an ankle. Yeah, he was for Sydney, early. and that was it. And then Zach Jones, he got the report on Travis Cloak. Tippett, he's, he struggled. Put together a lot of footy in Sydney. That's Cloak. I love contract. Cloak. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, he played, yeah, he played really he's well. Big early. He's not, he's not he's playing. He's in. playing different. Mm. I think like his a, a lot of his a lot of his goals were scored more opportunistically I think than like lead up and mark kind of goals there, I mean there were a couple there it's but there was like, like free free kicks just like um, bodying you know outbodying his man and and getting a free kick out of it or something like that he's so, still good one on one mark in a yeah. contest yeah. and Reed kicked six goals yeah good Reed. on him Reedy alright so that was that game I mean yeah it's tough Sydney 0-2 yeah, so, I think I tipped Well, they well. were. They're the only fun fact, fun trivia that. fact uh, is that uh, their last two premierships, yeah. they were both 0 2 at the start of the season. Yeah, so, so. things are looking really good for Freo and Carlton then. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the next game, that's that one. Wrap that one up. Adelaide and Hawthorne. So I just want to start this one off by saying I was wrong. I thought Hawks would come out. Hodgie would be BOG. I mean, I, I didn't get to see much of this game. I think Hodgie played reasonably well. And the Hawks started... I mean, when I left to go to footy, I thought, oh, I've called this beautifully. Hawthorne was up big time. And then after the game, I found out that uh, Adelaide had got over them. So, did you catch this one, Dico? I actually... I'm trying to remember. I think I saw the end of it, but I Mm -hmm. didn't really... No, I didn't get to see much of it, so I can't have a big input on it. Um, I did, once again, tip wrong and tip Hawthorne. (laughs) That's my tipping prowess, so don't listen to me when it comes to tipping. Um, well, it looks yeah, like Adelaide. Well, I remember watching the telecast, and everyone was like, "Oh, here's the new favourites for the Premiership, Adelaide." Yeah, and they did do well. So they're playing well. Off to them. The Hawks had a lot of big possession getters, but obviously yeah. not. That impactful. Well, Tom Mitchell had 38, I think. Um, yeah, he did. And he a goal. did 38, 28 handballs, yeah. two marks, kicked a goal. Who got the chocolates for this 28 one? Twenty-eight handballs. That's a lot of handballs. Uh, mm. That's that's esque. Pretty well, according to the coaches. Awards, as Croft said earlier before the podcast, Sam Jacobs got ten. Yeah, oh, big source. Well, so he obviously got so on he top. Was, of he the was clearance. miles ahead because Rory Sloan was second with uh, mm. six. And then we had Lynch. Oh, Mira actually got in there, so he must have had a good game for his new team. Got four votes. Well, well the clearances were even, thirty-seven to thirty-nine, Adelaide's way. But uh, yeah, a lot of the other stats sort of went to the Crows. So big win for the Crows, and Hawthorne continue to. I think kind it's of struggle. The, the, the jury's still out, I guess. On, yeah, on I mean, the they started well. Bit. So they're playing well in patches still. And they've still got a lot of dangerous players. But I guess we'll see if they can get it together. 
The uh, next game. No, a bit of a GWS and Gold Coast. I'll let you guys go first because I've got a one point I'd like to make on this game. Okay, I'll go first. Close game. Uh, <laughs> 102 points. Uh, honestly, I actually... Uh, this is one game where I didn't actually see one second of it. So Didn't really need to. Podcast, yeah, GWS's yeah. first triple-digit victory in the club's history. Oh, really? Interesting okay. fact. Um, Big win. But yeah, so well, I would, I would have thought Gold Coast would have put a bit more yeah, fight up. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, at the start of the year, I thought that Gold Coast were gonna be improving. Eads in trouble. Not, mm. not by a lot, but I thought they'd take some steps, and now it seems that maybe they are not. And yes, Roddy Ead would be in trouble. I would think. No, he, I thought he was a questionable coaching decision for oh, where t- they, for totally where they were at as a club, anyway. But that's a whole but other story. According to this, it says, Ead remained surprisingly positive after the loss and signalled <laughs> a tough week at training for his players. Uh, okay, so looking at this game, Gito Best is on top all over the place. I don't think Gold Coast were ever really in this game. Cameron's got six goals. Toby Green's Snow put up five six. goals. Stevie Johnson put up three. Um, oh, Mickey Barlow kicked one. Yeah. Good on him. Look, Michael Barlow... He's a warrior, and he always gives his gives his effort and tries his best. So I saw a bit of this game, probably the second half. Um, saw Barlow do some good things, but I wanted to point out, and I think I'm going to go ahead and say, if I had my time again, if it was this week that we were doing our top 10 midfielders, uh, I, I wouldn't have I Gary Ablett in there. I, oh, same. I didn't have him in there. Obviously, he, he, he <laughs> not played, intentionally. He hadn't played much. And you know, me and Croft sort of made the point that you can't write him off until you've you've seen that he hasn't got it anymore. I don't think that he doesn't have it anymore. But from what I saw in that game, we get into Mark Murphy about being soft and, and we call him butter and all that sort of stuff. I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. But Gary Ablett, I can't believe it's not butter. In in this game that I saw, he's always been a quick, agile kind of player, but he was always very strong. He'd go in and still win his own ball. This game, it was like he was. Avoiding contact wherever he could. No, he's a, worried about his shoulder. When a ball spilled free into a bit of open space, all of a sudden he was moving quickly again, and he'd run onto it and grab it. But a chance to go in and tackle? No, nah, I mean, did he have any tackles he this game? Equal, he had five he, tackles. He was equal high on tackles for the team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just five, which is not a huge amount. And when you're in no, the middle, no. a lot of times you just grab him, blokes. It's not a real bring him yeah. to the ground tackle. But he wasn't winning his own ball a lot. This is just the part of the game I saw. Yeah, he may have done. Yeah. He only had 16 possessions, I think. Kicked a goal. And that's very, very low. He's still extremely skillful. He's still got some pace. I just think now he's lost confidence in his shoulder. And I think if I was at Gold Coast, I'd just make the move now and play him as a forward and maybe little stints in the midfield or maybe play him on the wing. But I just think in the unless he gets this right, I didn't see much of last week's game, so I don't know how much of a recurring theme this is, but he just looked, when you had guys like Ward and, and Scully, I mean, Scully's more of an outside player, but even he was going in. You look at the, you know, Shield, Kelly, these guys from GWS going in hard and he just seems like he didn't want the contact. And he just looks soft to me, which is a shame because he wasn't like that in his prime. So, Injuries have obviously done this to him, so that's just what I took out of it. Wise, does anyone know who Took Miller is? Took Miller, yeah. Good on him. Gold Coast player. Top disposals for uh, Gold Coast. Good on you, Tukey. Yeah, Tukey. <laughs> the Toucan. All right, so we'll move on from that game. We know that's my spiel on uh, Gaza. Injuries, I think it was just Patton with a hip was replaced in the Ooh, side by... The Lewis, general. By Sam Reed, who knocked up 10 touches mm. in the call-up. Next game, okay. Brisbane versus Essendon. Yeah, Go Essendon ahead. got over the top. Close enough game. 
It was from Brisbane's point of view, considering Essendon's going pretty well. They mm. came right back. It was it was like they were ahead. Did you see this one? Quarter. I believe your man, of course, Zachy Merritt Zachy may Merritt. have gotten some chocolates. He takes the chocolates once again. <laughs> oh, wow, he's headed for Brownlow. I've already told Ooh. everyone this. No, Ooh. he's not. Okay, well, Jeez, let's see. that's a call and a half, mate. He's already racked up probably five votes. That's 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 hands down. He's racked up five votes. Yeah, we'll see. Um, also, Fantasia, another good game. Orazio. How many? Go- well, let's see how many goals. He- how many goals did he kick? Because he uh, he kicked four the week before, and then kicked five this week. So watch out, Fantasia. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Pretty simple game. Good win for Essendon. Brisbane at least have been competitive so far this year. Yep. Injuries. Injuries nil on Brisbane and none on Essendon as well. Okay. No reports. Clean game. Oh, very nice. Yep. Okay, the last game on from the Saturday. West Coast in a close one to the Saints, your mob. It was We're giving win. them to you, the Saints. They're your mob. <laughs> oh, no, I'm the Eagles mob. And, well, no. So uh, the Saints, oh, gee, 0-2, and, and you got to feel for uh, them because they put in a good effort. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. They probably should have won. I bet it was a good win by the Eagles to actually get mm. over the top. I thought St. Kilda were going to take it out, but Eagles another, just another. too strong in the last quarter. Another game they should have won that they dropped. Yeah. Top teams do that, though, sometimes, like in this being West Coast, where they don't play at their best, but they find a way to win. I thought they did that, the Eagles. They didn't. I mean, a lot of their best players didn't. didn't I, mean, I watched a fair bit before. of that game, and I don't think West Coast would be happy with. No. But at the end of the day, they got the four points, and now they, they can move early. along. Exactly right. And they can, you know, Saints are a good team. They've got the win on them. It was at home, but, I mean, Prittis was a lot down the week before. Not Prittis, sorry, Mitchell. They handled. Josh Kennedy quite well. Our yeah, man JK yeah. though, four goals he from still, nine he touches. He still snagged another four goals. So yeah. last no. last quarter, honestly, he came through in the yeah. last quarter. Yeah, he did. He kicked three in a row. Big time. Or, or three in the last. I don't know if it's three in a row. I um, think Luke Shuey did he get the chocolates for this? He one? got the chocolates. He was good. I did. He was watch good. Elliot Yo a bit was of this good. Game. He yeah, played yeah, bad Yo-y. last season. He's yeah. been playing very well so he far. Yo Yo Yoed his boat gently down the stream. Injuries. My man, who I put in the top ten, Jack Stephen, got a punctured lung. Oh, I didn't see. What happened? But that is apparently what has happened. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, that's what they're talking about today. I don't think he has a phone home. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, he's still, yeah, he's still, still in Perth. Yeah. No, you can go bring him a care package. Yeah, your we'll, man. We'll so hey, I'll put you man. in my top ten because you're my man. Um, that was it. So okay. It was a good, good win for the Eagles, and they're still right up there. Injuries. Oh, Jack Stephen. Injuries. Just Jackie that. Stephen. That's about it. All right. So we move on to the Sunday games where the real action happened. Yeah, this is where uh, <laughs> Geelong First one game. point win over North. Uh, North would be. Oh, They'd spewing. be even more spewing than St Kilda. <laughs> that was a hell of a game. The twin brothers, coaches going at it. What were they up? They were up nearly 30, 32. They were 32 points. points. Yeah, they were dominating. And Geelong got lucky. Ran over them. Well, as you say, it's like the Eagles. I did again. I saw the last sort of part of this game, and uh, even though I know I, I put him in my top ten midfielders, and I said I don't really like him that much, but he's good. Selwood. Joel Selwood. He had some big moments in that game. One like going back with the flight chest mark, that was just courageous. Ended up leading on to a goal. I think he's, uh, you know, even though I said I've, the thing I don't like about him, and I think a lot of people don't like about him, is the the high tackle free kicks the that he ducker. gets a lot from the what I like to call the Selwood is, shrug. And some people just have that face where you just don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Some yeah. people just have it. But the he fact is, and you know, even though I complain about it too, but this is also what I say to people is that you can't get those free kicks unless you're first to the ball so he gets first to the ball he goes in and wins it whatever happens after that I mean you know it's debatable but 
He still of, goes in hard. He takes some big hits and he is very courageous. And as usual, he finished that game with a bit of blood on his face. And but they got the it's win. really the only way to actually go and be first to the ball and not give a free kick away yeah. with the <laughs> not rules to get these pinged days. holding the ball. Yeah, so. it was very inconsistent the, from the start of the weekend to the end of the weekend, mate. I don't know what's holding the ball anymore. Michael, yeah, Michael is holding the ball. That's, it is. Yeah, you're stealing and, my thunder, guys. You know, it, oh, it is. It's rubbish. It is. It's an absolute we'll joke. Let Croft address yeah, that one okay, later on. One hundred percent agree. Um, Your stats mom- from the game, chocolates. Actually, well, in terms of coaches' awards, Danger. Sean Higgins. Oh yeah, he was good. Took out of ten. And he then was Dangerfield. Good. I mean, Dangerfield will probably get the three votes because he was on the winning side and he got thirty-seven touches and a goal. Um, injuries. I didn't think Dangerfield was that good in that game. No. He had some big he got, moments he got late. In the, yeah. He sprays the footy a lot though. He's not a very good kick. I don't think Dangerfield. I think he's a good kick. Well, let's. Ha- I'll have a look at his disposal efficiency. But I don't think. I felt like he was burning the ball a fair bit. Oh, he can burn the ball. I think it's because he's he trying just, to run too fast. Yeah, sixty-two percent. So that's not horrible. It's not fantastic. But he does he does burn it a bit. And the injuries... You want to be in the 70s. For the game, least. Goldstein was replaced in the selected side by Braden Proust. He had an ankle, apparently, and Daw hurt his knee. I have no idea how bad that is. Daw! Mad Jack. So, magic. yeah. Um, that was it. All right, the next game, Melbourne got up by 22 points over okay. your actual mob, this is Carlton. It. Now, I'm going to start here and say... First quarter, well, going into the second quarter, halfway through, I was ready to say Carlton will be Spooners and the worst team of <laughs> the season, hands down. But to our credit, we rallied. So look, that's a positive there. Kicked a few goals. It's going to be like that all season got up for Carlton. At some point. Yeah, we got that's, up. We're, that's what, we're ahead at three quarter time. But that's the sign of a, a young, talented side is that they can play good footy. They're just not going to do it consistently. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly thought we could have won that game. Oh, definitely. Quite easily. Um, but Melbourne were too good in the end, ran over us. A few big crucial errors. A few real turnovers. Soft as Butter Murphy is a great turnover. <laughs> um, that cost us a lot, but uh, that happens. And, yeah. What about, what do you think of that? I watched a bit of the game, mainly the, obviously I switched over to the Frio game for some reason <laughs> when they came on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I thought... Carlton, yeah, it's good they were able to be competitive. I think if you were Mel- Melbourne, would be a little bit disappointed to s- that they only scored eighty six points. That's a bit low for them, even in a game like you know against, yeah. against Carlton that was competitive. It was, it was quite scrappy in a way. There were like yeah. both teams were, I think, at around sixty percent by foot, which yeah. for as a team isn't ideal. I don't think Melbourne sort of played their best, and you can probably chop some of that up to Carlton's pressure. Can you guess who not, took the but, chocolates? I, can, uh, I know who got the chocolates. Uh, Christian Salem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, but even he, his he, stats, he did have like 16 touches to quarter time or something. He, he was, was playing well. Well, I, see, that's the thing. Melbourne as a whole, their whole midfield had about 16 to 18 touches between them to the at the half, I think. Actually, in the first quarter, first they quarter, had they first had like quarter, 14, yeah, 15, yeah, because they they were just Salem. dominating so much of the ball, and they definitely weren't capitalising on it. No. Um, it's probably good coaching from Bolts that they were able Bolton to adjust. Bolton definitely adjusted the, the game plan. The, um, Melbourne was starting a game plan. They had like eight defenders, I think, in like the first half, and they were running people off the half-back line. And uh, Bolts restructured and kind of figured out how to negate that a little bit, and then they went back to the you know, we're normal structure. We're still missing a forward, a big key forward. You saw, I saw multiple occasions where Melbourne would just drive it, pinpoint it into a leading-out forward. And we well, that's one thing Christian... Out. 
kick it high to mm. a pack. One thing I saw was Christian Salem on a number of occasions beating Levi Casbolt in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Casbolt did not one good mark. That shouldn't happen. Right. Any injuries? Daisy, Daisy to a good mark, so hats off to him. Injuries, um, just I think it was just Cripps with the hairline fracture to the jaw. Um, Thomas apparently with a right knee. Yeah, so, yeah, I think he got a bit of a corky. Oh yeah, yeah second quarter. Yeah, they strapped it up. Mark, he, so they, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Silvani got a cork thigh and ankle, and Brayshaw just with a cut eye, which is apparently an injury. <laughs> um, and who got the chocolates? You Salem, say Salem, Salem said. Oliver, Pat. Oh, Patrick Cripps Cripp, got, got three. three yeah. Well, he's Good top right. ten midfielder in the comp. Yeah, has to get it. Out <laughs> All right. So now the last the next game. game, game of the round. <laughs> Colo is going to lead us into this one. It was a close affair between Port Adelaide and Fremantle <laughs> Sunday at Domain. No, it wasn't a Domain. It was it's at uh, Adelaide. 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 Whatever the fuck it's called. All right. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, Port obviously. Served it up to Frio, gave him a bit of a smashing. Um, yeah, last week I had a lot of positives to take out of the game. There wasn't a lot of positives from this one. I've heard some criticism of Ross Lyon, but I think it's one thing to have game plan and method, but it was more skill execution. Uh, they had a lot of, I'm not sure, I don't know the number, but it was a massive amount of score from turnovers, especially in the first half. I think they cleaned it up a little bit. I mean, the team's disposal efficiency I'm pretty sure by the end of the game was basically even I think Freo was actually ahead they were 77% to 78% so I mean if you listen to the commentary you'd think that Fremantle was out there with like a AFL juniors team the, the skills were so horrible they're not that many they're not that horrible of kicks Port's pressure was really really good I don't know if you saw any of this game but especially early they were just what they're doing is starting guys off the back of the square which I noticed Melbourne do as well a little bit, and coming through. So they effectively have a wave of guys coming forward at you as you're trying to go forward, which creates heaps of frontal pressure, which was forcing the Freo players to have to handball and kick backwards. The more times you handle the ball, the more chance there is of a mistake. So handballing backwards, there's a fumble, turnover, goal. I mean, they were just coming at them front on, and they didn't handle the pressure, and that was really it. I think Freo... You know, it's only the second round. I'm not willing to totally give up I on mean, him yet. I mean, I did have Carlton at the bottom, but I now have Fremantle as the Spooners. So. Yeah. Well, that's your opinion. I don't think they'll be that No, bad, they'll be Spooners. We'll, see. well, there's also Gold Coast. you got to oh, remember geez, that they lost they by okay. one more. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I think... I Fremantle mean, need to need to do something this week. They've got to drop Dawson. I think now's the time. If Alex Pierce was healthy, I don't think Dawson would be in the team anyway. About? He had three disposals, and his one kick turnover. went straight out of bounds. And yeah. everybody knows that he's just a great footballer in general. So. Well, he's def- <laughs> I think the reason he's in is because the only option they'd have in place of him is Sam Collins, who's not that tall. Three and touches. against a big, tall guy like Charlie That's- Dixon... They don't have Sam Collins. Who's in the great reach. form, by the way? Well, Charlie yeah. Dixon played all right that game, great didn't he? Form. Yeah, yeah, he's in great form. Yeah. I think he's. We kicked four goals, mm. so he's playing. Are you being sarcastic? No, 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 I, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, not. I'm saying he's in great form. Uh, yeah. So geez. I think that's you know. I didn't watch any of it. I turned it over after the Carlton game and realised it was that much of a flogging. And yeah, I think I don't know what I did. They were yeah. trying early. I think they got disheartened and they kind of came back to it after after they probably got a spray. But I watched I watched a little bit of it and the first thing that jumped out at me because I think Colo brought it up last week was uh, Shane Kirsten, a new bloke over from Geelong. I think he moves really well. Yeah, he played yeah, a lot better a for, this as week. a forward. Yeah. I thought he was, was probably one of the one yeah. of the players. That, I think him and Lockie Weller could probably walk out of that and say, 
well, like in comparison to say like a Tabernar or something yeah. like that, I, he look, I'd be much more confident watching him run around in that forward line. I must admit though, I know Colo is very positive, but the fans aren't happy on the radio. And a lot of my patients said that they've given up and they're not Ooh. watching Fremantle. <laughs> Ooh. If you do that... These, are, my... these are members that go yeah. every week. They will still go. In my opinion... They have given up and they're like, nah. They've you're, not a real, you're not a real supporter. 22 years of like being that. at the bottom. I think you're not a real supporter. No, like you, you, you can go. You still say they're bad. Yeah, yeah you can say you can you know, say People bad, that say, I'm tearing up my membership and all that stuff, I reckon you're a real supporter. Go support <laughs> someone else. Yeah. Be a bandwagon if that's what you like. I've been, a Carlton, be support, I've been a Carlton supporter all my life and yeah. we have been through some lean years for the past... You if know. you won't be there for you the bad say, times, then... You would say yeah. they're bad, though. Yeah, but I'm, I'll never say I'd tear up my no, membership. Or These people would have had Freo flags at the front of the house and they were playing in the grand final 2013. But Let's just put this in perspective. What happens if Fremantle lose the next six games? Depends how that how it happens. And it, it depends well, what they're there's doing. There's no way. If they, Will, if they lose the next six games, Ross Lyon has to be... He's on a four-year no. contract. He just signed a four-year contract. He's laughing, but he but has to be in trouble. Are you telling... I think, let, he's, I think he'd be in trouble. I yeah. think they'll give him time. He's had enough time. I don't know. Let me say, do you think it was a mistake that Ross Lyon got given another three, whatever, no. three years? You don't think it was a mistake? He's the best coach I've ever had at the club by mile. I think he's Mark, one of the best in the Mark Harvey wasn't even bad. Mark Harvey was inconsistent. Listen, read Matthew Pavlich's book. What about, I don't care about Matthew Pavlich. Well, he's been coached by these players, and you understand why. Yeah, but what I used to, I still think they did the dirty. But this is a long way ago. But this is no, okay. But topic, it, I, I think they personally gave him what. There was no need to give him an extra year, three years. I think they they understand that they were going to have to transition the list a bit, and I think by giving four year contract, they feel like it's going to. Obviously, if you're really losing badly like that every week, the pressure's going to come. But if you're on a one year deal, it's different. This is going to give them a bit of time. I think the AFL is far too easily turfing out coaches. If you look at the NBA... No, I, I totally agree. Just I, that's why. But that's just why. Listen. You give someone. Just listen. Three years. Because they want that stability to give him time to transition the list. They think he's a good coach. What's their best result ever in a season? Made the grand final, Ross Lyon. No, I totally, Next best, I totally, finish trouble ladder, I Ross I totally Lyon. agree. I'm saying like, why give him three years in terms of business perspective? If they go and lose the next 10 games and want to sack him, they're going to have to pay him Well, because maybe years. they thought he'd go somewhere else if they were on the yeah. down. Well, I'm surely not. That is the reason why I think he'll be in trouble is because the AFL are turfing over coaches at the rate that they do. Yeah. That when somebody, when a team comes under pressure, that's the first port of call is sacking your coach. And but maybe they, this is going to be a new era. Maybe this is what Freeman was doing. If they do sack him, then it was a mistake. In the NBA, a you massive stick. mistake. In the NBA, they stick. Well, not always, but the teams that do stick, like Popovich has been there a long time with the Spurs, Eric Spolster at a the lot Heat, of success. teams that have gone down and then give the coach time to actually build the group they want with players. Want. Instead of having a coach come in with a team that's been half built by get, someone else, it worked for the Bulldogs. I get what you're saying. Lyon has no history of building a team. Yeah, but we're going to see this if is, he does. This is what, this is what I think. Well. I, would, I would be all for seeing them stick to their guns and saying, yes, we put him on this contract and we're going to keep him and we're going to yeah. let him see through the, build, the rebuild. But... but if they lose six, the next but six games, it won't happen. History will tell you that that's not the way it works. What will happen is the pressure will continue to build. The coach will shoulder all the blame because that's what always happens. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but that's what always yeah, happens. This is and only, it'll get though, to the point where where they they'll come out and they'll say no, his job is safe. And then two weeks later, he'll get the no. This is purely this speculation. Is, yeah, I'm just saying if they did lose the next six I games. don't think it will. I think he's still got the belief for the. The only reason they do turf out some early is when they don't have like like Mick Malthouse. I think clearly the group of players were just done with him and he was 
past his his ideas were old. I think Ross I mean, Lyon first coach you go is going to be Rodney Eater this year, and I don't know why they. Uh, got Buckley Rodney. won't be far behind him at this Buckley, rate. Well, yeah, they've been competitive though, so it's kind of yeah, and we need to move on. Competitive doesn't win football. Okay, our votes for the round. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre. Go through these pretty quickly. Trying to argue too much, Croft. Do you want to go first? Remember? Uh, yes. Um, remember? You... Yep, yep, yep. I got it this time. Okay. Number I've one done. to start. I've done okay. Number one. I've practiced it at home. I've got it covered. So number one. So this is vote. One vote. Yeah, mm-hmm. one vote for Luke Shuey. Oh, good call. I was going to do that. Uh, two votes for Patrick Dangerfield, three for Ollie Wines, four for Trent Cotchin, and five for Robbie Gray. Okay. Okay. Dicko, have you? Yeah, I'm written yours, have you? Nah, I'm just going off the top, but it's very similar. I accept. <laughs> In I, no I particular go, order, no, as he <laughs> likes to say. <laughs> number one. Uh, one point I will give to Luke Shuey. Um, two points I will give to Robbie Gray. This isn't biased at all, by the way, when you hear my number one. Um, three. I will give to Trent Cotchin. No, three I will give to Robbie Gray. You gave two to Robbie Gray. You're giving him five. Did I, did I really? Yeah, you said Robbie Gray. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, two and three to Robbie Gray. That's why writing him down ahead of Four, time is good. Nah, irrelevant. Four to Trent Cotchin and five to new MVP and... Brownlow medalist oh, Zach Merritt leading the AFLCA leaderboard. Okay, uh, my votes. I've gone one, two, and bearing in mind, I've Zach Merritt. There's a bit of a bias to games that I probably watched and yeah, could, fair call because stats are stats. Coaches votes, coaches votes. But I'm just going on who I thought was impactful. Uh, so one to Joel Selwood. I thought he had a big bearing on his team's win. I gave him one. Got two to Luke Shuey. Once again, I thought he was big in big moments for them. Three to Robbie Gray. He had a very good game, but obviously it was an absolute stomping, so his stats probably a little stomping bit inflated from that. City. But he's he's a superstar. Four I gave to Marcus Bontempelli. I thought he had a yeah, big impact on their game. Job. He kicked yeah. a really clutch goal. It was a great mark. And uh, five to Trent Cotchin. <laughs> he played well, and again, he stood up in the clutch moments, which gets a little bit extra for me. And that's my votes. Okay. Move on to the next segment. Okay. Now we're going to do... Oh, I'm going to do my insight on Dale Thomas. So, uh, no. during the Carlton game, uh, there was, as there is every week these days, some criticism and mention of Dale Thomas and his contract and blah, 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 and he's been disappointing, whatever. But I sort of was thinking about it, and I did say, it's not really Dale Thomas's fault that he got paid that much, is it? And we understand that to get a player to change clubs, quite often you have to overpay them, which is probably why he got an inflated rate but I'm going to raise the argument that he hasn't actually been all that disappointing injury is probably the most disappointing thing but if you look at his actual performances with Carlton he's had some good ones he's had some good ones and also he hasn't been off his career I think what's actually happened is from two good seasons and in two very good teams where Collingwood were competing for premierships his stock was overrated Oh, and, he and I think people believed I think people believed that... Your mate Ross Lyon thought he was the best player yeah. in the AFL. And you can't, it's possible to be that good for a small period of time and maybe in certain games, and he was, but he's always, to me, been an impact player. Not a consistent game in, game out, quarter by quarter, but in a big moment in one quarter, he could turn a game like Buddy Franklin did on the weekend. So this is the numbers I've got to back this up, okay? So 
His career high for disposals, guess what it is? This is a guy on $750,000 a year contract. 31. Slightly more than that. 34. 34, exactly. 34, okay? So he's never, that's, not, that's not a huge number. That's the guy like Dangerfield rolls out and gets that every week on a bad game. So he's never been a huge accumulator. Career best goals? In a game? Five. Four. Four. Oh, Crawford must have researched. Okay, so again, four goals. A lot of guys can get four goals. So he's played half forward a lot. Okay, not a huge thing. Brownlow votes. 2011 was his best year, statistically. Ranking points, all that kind of stuff. He got 10 votes in 2011, which is a solid number. Brownlow's irrelevant. But it's nowhere near winning. This is just to give an example of he was never dominating game after game consistently, okay? He was good. 2010, he got four votes. And that was the year I think they won the premiership. Um, comparatively, in 2010, Pendlebury got 21 votes and Swan got 24. So he was way down the order at Collingwood in terms of week by week consistency. Last year, he got two votes. So two less than he got in 2010. His career average disposals is 18.9. His average disposals last game, last season, sorry, 19. And this season, he's got 17 and 19. No, so the only reason he's, he's getting exactly is because how much he's getting paid. It's yeah, which is not his fault. He was... No, the the media champion. overrated him. They Best overrated him. AFL. And then now they're trying <laughs> to tear man. him down. It's not his fault at all. So no. I'm just saying he's been exactly... Apart from injuries that obviously limited the amount of games he's played, but he's delivered what yeah. he's capable of delivering. He probably hasn't had as many explosive performances where he, that he had for Collingwood, uh, but obviously older. Like he's no, well he's nah. getting paid. Yeah, yeah. He paid his mortgage off three it's, years ago. It's all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's all unreal. It's all unrealistic fan expectation, which happens all across the AFL, and that's really why he gets the flack that he does. And I think it's unwarranted as well. All right. Yeah, he took a, a specky. He took a specky, and also he took a great specky. On he the still can do great things. I yeah. think. I think he's, he can snap some. Awesome I'll change my mind. I think that Carlton should sign him for next year. I'll Obviously, mind. on a lot less money. But he needs to be in the um, you know, the photo shoot they do and they're okay. topless. All right, we're yeah, moving on. <laughs> so our top ten <laughs> forwards. We're going to go through this one nicely. Week of the week, Dale Thomas. All right, we're going to go now. Have you got your top ten forwards written of down? Do. Or? Have you got them in an order? Yes, I do. Can we do rig of the week? Are you going to give? No. Are you going to put Robbie Gray twice? <sighs> All right, tempted. Top ten forwards. Dicko is going to go first. Oh, I went first last week. You pricks. We're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. Okay. So number ten, now we're going to vary. We're only a very little bit this week. Number ten, I've got an up and comer, Joe Danaher. I think he's okay. going to be pretty good. Number nine, Jack Gunston. Gunness. Eight, Tom Hawkins. Ooh. Seven, Cyril Rioli. So I've I've gone a lot more the big forwards. Um, six, Taylor Walker. Texan. Five, Jeremy Cameron. Four, Tom Lynch from the Gold Coast. Three, Eddie Betts. He's mm-hmm. turned it on since moving. Oh. Two, the common medalist, Kennedy. But one, if you don't go Franklin, there's something wrong with you. He can turn it on. Okay. Um, and I don't even like Franklin, but he can be a superstar. I'll go now, and then Croft, you can bring it home. Go for it. So, Let's see if we match any. Ten. I've gone with... I originally had Jack Rewalt in there, so just show who was close, but I changed it another, from him. Another face you can hate. <laughs> I changed it from him, and I've gone with Roughhead instead. Obviously, he missed last year, but we know what he's capable of. He goes up in the midfield a little bit, but yeah. Better than Gunston? Nine. No, I've got Gunston in there. Good on you. Um, nine, I've gone... This is a bit of bias. 
But I think on potential and of a team hasn't been good live. Matthew I've, Pavlich. I've, no, no, I've gone Michael Walters. <laughs> Yeah, I think right. Michael Walters yeah. he's this year he's struggled a little bit but generally he's Cameron set shots McCarthy? and he's pretty clutch <laughs> he's, gonna say that. he's clutch he steps up in big moments and when he goes to the midfield it's exciting too 8 I've gone Tex Walker I think he's a good leader pretty good shot for goal 7 Cyril Rioli if he was a bit more consistent good same as me thank he'd you. be higher up yes thank you but I think yeah he's got you know, we know what he can do 6 Jeremy Cameron I think he'll probably be higher up this list in years to come but he's a little bit of a Joe the Goose like, gets over the back a lot. He's not the traditional type. Five, I've got Gunston. He just doesn't miss. He could probably even be higher, really, if you're going on pure pure ability. But uh, four, Tom Lynch from Gold Coast. Good player. Probably going to be top of this list in a few years. Three, Josh Kennedy from West Coast. Um, yeah, we know what he... I gave him pump up last week. I've gone two, Eddie Betts. Uh, I think Eddie's... Number one. Uh, he's... He's almost. If he was bigger, he'd be the best one. Well, Eddie, he's one on one. He's great yeah. at ground level. He's great. He can mark the ball. He doesn't miss that often. He's he's elite. And one, I've gone Buddy Franklin. So on probably the weekend, that little burst on the weekend probably got him over the line for me as number one. He's just exciting still. I don't know. What In terms of a pure forward, he's probably not like Kennedy's probably better as a pure full forward, but. Franklin's I think he's, he'd be one of the toughest players to play on. He sets up more goals for a key position. He's not a great contested mark, but he's so good on the ground and so quick, and he gets up the ground and sets up other goals more he than the other guys. Leads up, like, mm. oh yeah. Well, yeah. Kennedy, Kennedy is a great straight, leader. and he can kick him from long range as well. So Croft, yeah. Uh, number ten, Tom Hawkins. Number nine, Jack Gunston. Number eight, Jared Ruffhead. Nice. Number seven, Taylor Walker. Number six, Toby Green. Oh, Tobes. Number five, Cyril Rioli. Number four, Tom Lynch. Oh, Lynchy. Number three, Eddie Betts. Same as me. Number two, Josh Kennedy. Yeah, same as me. And number one, uh, Lance Budwood Franklin. Uh, yes, yeah, thank so you. Pretty well, similar at the top. Okay. Yeah, good calls. We'll move on from that good to everyone's favourite segment. Yeah, nah, look. Yeah, nah, look. Okay, so we know how this works. I will say the statement. We'll have our response. It's going to be one or two words at most. And then yeah. if it's a look, maybe a slight explanation. Go for it. Okay. Yep. Port are contenders. No. Nah. Croft? Look, at, at the <laughs> moment, you have to have them as contending with what we've seen so far. But obviously, it's early. So it's not a yeah, it's not a no, it's a look. I'm going to say look. The competition's been varied. Obviously, Freya wasn't very good, but I mean, they did smash Sydney. <laughs> they did, yeah. But Sydney hasn't done that well in both their games, so it's wait and see, but they're out there playing well. Pressure was good. Uh, second one. Nathan Buckley's days are numbered. Croft? Yeah. Yeah. I think they've been numbered since last season. I concur with that statement. Yes. I'm going to say... Not even a yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to say yeah. Third one. The end is near for Gary Ablett. DK? Oh, yeah. Has to be. How old is he? 30... 33? 32? Yeah. 33. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he can't go on for that long. Yeah. He's in the next couple of years. No, but, but I, I mean, the end is near as in like this. He's this not going to be. last year. Yeah. This last year. Oh, nah, okay. I don't think it's be his last year. Unless he has a big injury, I don't think it'll be his last year. Well, so, so, so if statement is that, nah. Okay. Nah. Yeah. 
I'll say nah as well, I think, because I think he can play as a small forward I was gonna for say, I don't several think, years. I don't think he's going to be racking up Craig Bradley. No. <laughs> if he fixes his shoulders up, I reckon he could play as a small forward for another three years at least. Uh, the Bont will be the dog's next captain. Dico? Um, yeah. Troll? Are they yeah. looking for a new captain? Well, Bob I don't Murphy think is their captain. He's, you know. How oh, old's Easton Wood? Because yeah, he played captain. Because he was captain. Yeah. He was captain. Yeah, I'd say yeah. They were both vice captains last year. Yeah, so I'll say They're yeah. in the same standing. I'll say yeah with the Bond. I think he's the yeah. next logical choice. I'd say yeah. They may do an, a co captaincy with him and Easton Wood because they vote, yeah. rate him pretty high. But I rate Easton Wood pretty high. He's, yeah. oh. he's always there getting the mark. Yeah, every, t- every time. <laughs> okay, last one. If the Hawks don't win this week, they won't make the eight. They're up against Gold Coast this week. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it's Gold Coast, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's the NR look for that week. Oh. Okay, so we'll move on to our... segment. We need more of that. We'll move on to our tips. It's time! Okay. Oh, tippy. Move on to the tips. So what's it called? Tip and Woody. Tip. Okay. <laughs> All right, so... Let's have a First look. game. Swans v Collingwood. At the SCG. At the SCG, correct. Okay, we'll go around the table. I will go first and I will pick Sydney, which is going to put Bucks under pressure. Sydney for me. Yep, Sydney for me also. Okay, North versus GWS. GWS. Um, North Melbourne to be leading at three-quarter time and then drop it. (laughs) It's in in Melbourne. Jeez, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with... I'm a really bad tipper, so let's go with North Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got to start. I've got to start catching up here on some roughies or falling more behind. So yeah, this is, I'm going to say GWS. I'm going to back in my instinct on North falling down. You know they were good last week. Uh, Richmond West Coast in Melbourne. Ooh, this this would be a good one, I reckon. Yeah, two, both yeah. two and zero. Um, I'm West Coast sometimes struggle, especially the MCG. But I'm going to go with West Coast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back West Coast. Oh, he's not here. Nine. This I'm is... gonna go with Richmond. Yeah. I reckon Dusty's gonna have a good one, and I reckon that Rancy is just the man to shut yeah, down yeah. Josh Kennedy oh, yeah. on. I know he's by weetering. He's yeah. great. He's <laughs> great on, at the MCG. Yeah, All right, praise Jehovah. Ge- Geelong versus Melbourne. Oh, Geelong. Yeah, Geelong. <laughs> Funnily, uh, Melbourne a fourth and Geelong a seventh. Mm. Is this at is that funny? Eddie Had? Is this at it's Eddie, Eddie Had? Was that funny? I'm going to tip Melbourne. Is that? <laughs> so was that funny? North Melbourne. North Melbourne nearly beat Geelong last week, and I think Melbourne's better than them. I'm going to tip Melbourne. Actually, no. Hogan <laughs> and Lewis are out. I'm tipping Geelong. Yeah, yeah Hogan yeah, Lewis yeah, out. Yeah. Change my mind. Good call. Geelong. Yeah. Um, Port versus Adelaide. The showdown. This is the game. This is the one. I'm going to go with Radelaide. Who? You know what I reckon is a big factor in this game. They are rad. The, whose home game is it? Port. Yeah, Ports. I can Port Adelaide. I'm going to back the home. Oh, that man. that oval, they can, they can never play. tear us apart. At that oval, <laughs> I reckon that's probably one of the one Koshy. of the ovals where you can say the crowd might actually have an influence on the game. Yeah, oh, uh, if, they, if they win that, they're a contender. Gee, this is this is a hard one to pick. Um, I'm going to say Adelaide. I don't think Port have the defenders to defend Adelaide's forward line. Who did you pick, Dico? No, I picked Radelaide. You picked Radelaide, okay. 
Uh, another big one. Now, fun Ooh. fact here. Frio versus the Bulldogs. Do you know who the last team to beat the Western Bulldogs was? Fremantle well, Dockers I'm in Matthew Pavlich's last game. Oh, Over yeah. Here oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were really, really shit. At the same oval? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, good. So, who do you think? Oh. <laughs> I have to... Okay, I'm going to tip in my tipping competition. <laughs> I'm going to tip Bulldogs. And if Fremantle win, it's bullshit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs. They're going to be like a dollar favourite. Oh, this guy. Pick he's, he's I'm going to tip Frio. I picked Port last week, but you know what? My heart's on my sleeve. I just don't give a fuck. Guess what? I'm tipping Frio. Gonna get, I don't they're care. They're going to get grilled. I don't gonna care. Get I reckon they, they won last time against them. They got a little bit of confidence. I reckon Pav's going to come down during the week and fire him up. Yeah. Gonna they're going to be... And I reckon... Ro- Ross is going to put his hand up and say, no, nah, don't suck me. I quit. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> Fifey's going to walk up to Bontempelli at the start of the game and he's going to push him and he's going to say, hey... Well, I'm the only guy with long hair that can run right around here. Get out of my dojo. I reckon he's going to run right on him. He's five, had enough. If I have to break his leg. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. St. Kilda versus Brisbane. Yeah, uh, is it Eddie had? Yeah, I will go with the Saints. They're going to march it in. Yeah, Saints, easy. Yep. They, they need a win. St. Kilda. Brisbane have been competitive. I think it will be competitive early, but the Saints get over them. Yeah. Uh, Carlton, Essendon. It's an interesting game. It yeah, is. Essendon's been good, but you know, traditional rivals and yeah, yeah, that always. Yeah, it's fine. I Carlton do well against them. Last week, I tipped Melbourne on the basis that, uh, and I said this last week on the did podcast. You Melbourne in the podcast? Did you? I yeah. did, and I because, but I said that because Carlton don't traditionally play well against Melbourne, and apparently Carlton have beat them in games? have beat them in the <laughs> yeah the last eight out or oh, eight out of the nine, last nine games. But for some reason, I. I always associate playing <laughs> Melbourne with disappointment, which is weird. Well, Essendon beat Carlton last year when, well, you know, it was, Essendon it was the last Zach Merritt. Uh, the last game of the season was, was it? I'm pretty sure. And then Carlton beat them earlier in the year. And then Dale the, Thomas was very good that game. What do you reckon Carlton for no changes? Oh, they've got to bring Harry Mackay in. No changes for Carlton again. No, last time Essendon had the guys they've got now, they beat Carlton by about 20 points. Joe Watson was the OG. Yeah, I'm going to go Essendon. I didn't see the Northern Blues game. Another story. We'll talk about it later. Um, I will go draw? with... Uh, Carlton. Three times in a row I've picked mm. them. So three lost tips. Yeah. I think I'm Carlton gonna... will be competitive. I think Essendon. I think, yeah. I think they'll be... I think it'll be similar to this week just gone. Yeah. I'm going to tip Essendon. The next um, game! Gold Sunday! Gold and Hawks. Hawks for me. Yep. Easy one, Hawks. <sighs> Gold Coast to win. Ablett to get... 38 Big game for Gary. Oh, 38 and 5. Jeez. I'd love him to. I'd absolutely love him to, but I don't think he will. Okay, so that's our tips for this week. Now we'll move on to what we've been looking forward to. Oh, I hope he doesn't let us down because we've all had a go. Crofts Cook. Here's a cook and a something up. Well, you've stolen a bit of me thunder. Oh, yeah. But I fucking agree. I've got, I've got a cook and I've got a little bit of a mini cook as well. But let's let's Mini cook. let's go. start with the, the with the main with, with the it. main go with it. course, it. the bloody umpires. Now this is bloody. <laughs> it's umpire. it's hard to to have a go at the umpires no, because it's not. no, it's not easy because they're an easy they're an easy target. But I think they fucking deserve it sometimes, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because nothing they do is fucking consistent. So let's talk about Friday night, and let's talk about how many holding the ball free kicks there were for just normal tackles 
and the you know the ball comes out in the tackle, it's play on. Not not on that Friday night. Not on that Friday night. Every single time somebody got tackled, there was a holding the ball free kick appointed, and it should not have been. It should have been play on. Now, run that back to say yesterday when you were watching games, and it was the polar opposite, mm. exact opposite. In those same exact situations, it was play on every time, and they probably missed a hell of a lot of them as well that should have been holding the ball. There's a lot in the field. It happens in the same match, though, as well. Yeah, it does. There's absolutely no consistency, and I don't. And it's not all the it's not all the umpires' fault either. It's the AFL because they keep changing bloody rules, and the umpires can't keep up with it, and so they fucking they don't know what to what to call at any given time. And they clearly give directives on different weeks to focus on. Yes, and that's what I think has happened, and that's wrong. That's wrong. They should be they should be but they're not. You're not allowed to call them out. And that's that's stupid. They can't be held accountable except by their own governing body. Nobody's allowed to hold them accountable without getting a fine. And I think that's wrong. Yeah, I think I know. think if I think if a captain or a coach has a problem with the umpiring, they should be able to say it. Yeah, I think so too. Without getting Slam. a fine. I told, like, who gets a fine for giving someone something? Is that it? Now the mini, the, cook, mini, mini cook, yeah. it. the mini cook is on Jesse Hogan. Ooh. He is a great player. Well, he's going to be a great player. A great forward. But I saw a passage of play where a Melbourne player laced out a pass to Jesse Hogan. Yes, I saw this. And a Carlton player drifted across and sported the ball. It was the it was a great kick, but the Carlton player closed him down and got the spoil away. And Jesse Hogan gave that defend the sorry his uh, teammate a spray for a perfect lace out pass and had a big sook about it. Now Jesse Hogan, you got to be a great player, but don't end up no, like shit. fucking Matthew Richardson and Jack Rewalt having a bloody whinge every time something doesn't go your way. Suck it up, princess. Oh, cooking it he. And he did punch Ro in the face, so. Well, yeah, and then you got to punch someone. Yeah, all right. So, well, that was a good show. That's it. That's it. That's us done for another week of Yeah Now nah, Look, Thanks the Aussie Rules podcast. We'll be back. We're cooking for, up in this room right now. We'll be back for a big, big round three review and round four predictions. Another cook, another top Could ten. Be a big week. Maybe another in-depth insight. I'll try and get some more interesting stats. Big but weekend. yeah, heads might roll this week. Could be some coaches under pressure, but. That's all for now. Don't forget Dico. to uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, get yeah, around we'll us. Reply and to end, keep well. Keep well. Keep well.